Welcome to the LifeWay Student Ministry Podcast. I'm Ben Trueblood, along with, but in our own safe at home environments, coming to you through Zoom, Julie Plonk. Hello. And John Paul Basham. Yep. Producer Nathan, also here, running the Zoom audio. Well, we are excited to be uh, with you for another episode of the podcast. Um, we know that you are safe. Uh, under safe at home guidelines as well. And we hope that you are safe at home uh, while under the guidelines. And so I wanted to make you aware of a couple things. Um, Resources that are available to you in student ministry. Uh, If you go to studentministry.lifeway.com slash hub, H-U-B, studentministry.lifeway.com slash hub, then there you'll find a collection of resources that we update all the time. Uh, for you to use. There's some free curriculum stuff there, uh, as well as a lot more information on youth pastor community gatherings that we're doing online. Um, So head over there and find out all the stuff that we have for you. There's a free ebook about innovation and student ministry during this time as well. So we wanted to put that out in front of you uh, so that you can be resourced. All right, the topic for today is something that I think uh, is a topic all the time in student ministry, but is something that has taken a different spin of late because of the situation that we are in, uh, at least at the the recording of this podcast here at the beginning of April, uh, at least for the next month, uh, as we are all um, not gathering together in groups larger than 10 and stay at home and all that kind of stuff is going on. So the topic is parent ministry, but the unique spin on it, uh, guys, that I think that people are realizing right now is um, parents on one side who have outsourced spiritual development to the church are in a moment where they're realizing because churches aren't meeting together in person, they are meeting online, but it, I mean, we can recognize that that's a different thing. I think there are parents who are realizing that have been on the outsourced spiritual development of their kids to the church side of things are realizing, man, I, I need to be doing more here with my own kids in terms of spiritual conversations and guiding them in scripture and things like that. And I think the other side of that is also true in that there are student ministries whose ministry to parents and communication with parents has primarily been announcements and information based are realizing the same thing. Oh man, I've got to do more here to resource a parent to be able to have these spiritual conversations. I mean, for a long time, this is not a new topic. Churches partner with parents, student ministries to partner with parents in discipling their kids. Like that's conversation that's been going on for forever. But In this moment, I think student ministries and parents really are realizing the need for that partnership. Parents are realizing they haven't been perhaps doing everything that they they want to do or, or should be doing, and student ministries are realizing the same thing. I could be doing more to really help a parent disciple their kid. Um, So that's the direction of today's podcast. Uh, And just to kind of give you um, some thoughts on how to engage there. Uh, if you're one of the student pastors and, and you serve in student ministry and you're realizing right now, 
man, my student ministry, my parent ministry as a part of my student ministry has been primarily information and announcements. Uh, we're going to move quickly away from that. Our, our, you can't do anything about the past. Our intention is not to shame and guilt you in this moment, but it is to recognize a gap and then have a conversation about how that gap can be filled for the effectiveness of your ministry and for the discipleship of teenagers. So that's the direction that we'll head now in moving towards conversation around, okay, what can happen going forward? What is an approach that student ministry can take right now to really partner with homes? Because that's the only place people are going to be for the next, for the next little while. I think this is, one of those times when student pastors can choose to go and and really anybody you can choose to code two different directions in the middle of all this and i heard somebody uh that was doing a, a little zoom bible study some friends of mine from the uk um that have decided to get on every day and do an 11 at 11. and one of the things that i don't remember who they referenced but somebody said you know, there's a difference between saying you're stuck at home and saying you're safe at home. Yeah. It's a perspective shift, right? And so this is another one of those places where you can choose to have a negative perspective or a positive perspective. And there really is a great opportunity right now for you to reach parents because there are so many parents. I'm one of them that ha you have your kids at home all the time in a season that you didn't expect to have them home. And I would say that we do a pretty good job in our house of pouring into our kids and having a natural rhythm of talking, talking about Jesus. And yet Crystal and I are still saying every once in a while, if not daily, a couple times a week, what do we do with our kids? You know, <laughs> what do we do right now? And, and yes. parents are asking that question. What do I do? Resource me, help me with this. And so this is like, this is like a gold mine opportunity for a student pastor to step into that gap and say, here's some things that you can do. Here's some tools that you can have that I know you need, that I know you're asking for. Let me be a genuine resource for you. There's an opportunity for relationship building and for ministry partnership um, and for real at-home discipleship rhythms that you've been wishing parents would make some time for that now parents are saying, I really need this. I really need some discipleship rhythms, really need some resources. And whether they vocalize it or not, they're looking to you. There's, if you haven't provided anything yet, they're saying, where's my stuff? I, you know, we're saying that about the student pastor, they're saying that about their teachers, they're saying that about the <laughs> public library, you know, they're just everybody, where's my stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I now have all these hours to fill, for sure. Yeah. And I think there's a, a great relationship opportunity here that you may have not been given before as you interact with these parents. I, I even think, calling each one of them would be a great start that's one thing i've seen our church step up and do every single member um and i know i think larry our student minister is calling every parent just checking in like i just want to hear how you're doing i've got re he sent out resources and all those things but i just want to hear how you're doing and 
what you need and providing some biblical hope and just encouragement. Everyone is most, well, every extrovert at least is just craving some kind of interaction, relational conversation. So I think there's a great opportunity here where some parents, maybe you, it would be really hard to get them on the phone and now it's way easier and you're just able to just do a check-in call. Yeah. I think that's a big deal. That one reach of, Hey, we remember you and we care about you. And we want, we want to just have a minute with you to say those things I think can make a world of difference right now. And it can open up so many other opportunities like John Paul mentioned that, Hey, we are, we're in this together. That can be stated in that simple, that simple phone call. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, man, what can I do? I think that is a great first step. And before even it's like simultaneously to the development and thinking through what kind of resources you're going to give them, but maybe even before they hit their inbox saying, Hey, like we care about you. And so here are the things that we're trying to work on for you in this, in this moment. I think a lot of things in in ministry and like I, I posted the other day. uh, I mean, it's been more than a week ago now, but I've been so encouraged by the many youth pastors that I've seen online starting YouTube channels and doing Instagram live. Like the effort of student ministry leaders has been heroic over the last 14 days. And I applaud you, men and women who are leading student ministry in local churches, for the work that you've done over the last few weeks to kind of get up to speed on offering digital things to engage in. And I think at the same time, the effort that has been made so far has been student focused. And specifically, it's been focused towards students who are already engaged in our churches. And now that those things are kind of up and running and we've, we've gone through like the triage crisis moment. We've got to get all of our stuff online. I think, you know, all that time spent in ramping those things up, we won't have to do that every day now moving forward. Those things already exist. It takes less to keep them going than it did to start them. And so now there's going to be a lot of time to put into something else. And I think the development of those resources, like John Paul, when you said it's not just the church, like parents are saying towards schools, like, where's my stuff? We, we, <laughs> we've had that same sentiment. Like I can totally identify with that as four kids in school. Like we were ready to get some kind of lesson plan or something to be able to say, Hey, learn still. Uh, so we're, we're, th- we're thankful <laughs> for that. And, uh, And I think the same thing is going to begin happening for the church. There is a unique, special, God-given gift here for student ministries that have struggled to partner with parents. This is your moment right here. Like, this is where you can step in and really partner with a parent. And your ministry can leap forward in its effectiveness in how to partner with and minister to parents. And it doesn't have to be 
really, really in-depth stuff, all right? Like we're talking about making a phone call to parents and checking on them. And then as simple as here's a Bible reading plan and a couple of discussion things, discussion prompts that you could have with your kids. Like we're not, we're not talking about really, really in-depth resources at this point. Just get something going. Just start. In terms of starting, <laughs> what are some things that you guys would throw out and just like, hey, I don't know what to do. I've just got to get some things started so that parents can hear from me and begin to implement some things at home. What would you guys put towards the top of the list as, hey, let's just get these rolling and then make them better as we go? Well, I think this is this is a great time to dedicate yourself to some parent ministry innovation. So uh, you've, you've done the work to figure out how am I just going to have church online, which is a lot of innovation from, from churches, depending on what your starting point was. Everybody's starting point was a little bit different. I think this is a very similar thing. Depending on your starting point, there are some churches that are farther along in their parent ministry efforts than others. And so for some of you, I'm thinking about R.J. McCauley, little shout out. Uh, you may have a really robust parent ministry strategy, but you may not have all of those tools in a place where you can just drop them online in some kind of a portal for all your parents to grab them. R.J., I don't know if you do or not. I do know that you're really proactive with your parent ministry stuff. So it may be for some of you just figuring out, okay, I've already got all these resources. What's the best way to roll these things out? And what's the easiest point of access that I can put out here for our parents to grab it? For others of you, it's, you know, maybe you're in that spot that, that Ben described earlier that we're just kind of an announcement based parent ministry. And so some of those little things like Ben mentioned, like, some table talk discussions. It would be so easy for you to just say, hey, here's a verse for every day uh, that can prompt some discussion around a theme, and here's three questions you can ask about that verse of scripture around the dinner table. Here is a you know, devotional reading plan. You can grab a U version. You can grab that off of a Lifeway Bible study that you've done. You can, uh, if your students um, already do Lifeway Sunday school material, then there are devotions in there that you can walk through. There's so many little things that you could grab, but coaching them on how to do some devotions together with their students. Uh, there's a lot of little easy gets that if you are in that kind of announcement-based parent ministry right now, I'd be looking for the easiest little things that you can grab that will only take like a paragraph of explanation for a parent to be able to do it and say, hey, here's, here are five quick things that you can do to drop into a daily or weekly rhythm. Choose what you want, modify them however you want to, put them in Word docs, put them in something that's editable so a parent can literally just download what you've got and change it if they want to or just print it off and use it. Um, but I think, not overthinking it and not trying to say, all right, I need to hire this app company to develop this whole big thing. And, and in a month's time, I can roll something out really great for my parents. I think the big win here is easy. It's simple. It's 
accessible. Um, because you have to remember, a lot of parents are also in a place where they're not sure how to do a lot of this stuff. And so giving them the quick, easy wins is helpful for them too, as you teach them how to navigate all of these things at home. I was just going to say, along with that, you know, examples of devos and family worship, um, what does that even look like? Explaining those things and just really simple versions. I think it's also a great way to get your parent leaders together, maybe on a Zoom call and start maybe dividing up the youth group into smaller groups and they're able to Zoom with them once each week uh, just to hear how they're doing and have a smaller group of accountability and, and maybe Bible study, but maybe just a, a great relational sounding board that they can talk in those smaller groups. I think that's really important right now, especially with this um, student generation. They really need that still going. So if you haven't done that yet in your group, I think that's really vital. Yeah, I agree. I, I think so. I'll, I'll use what we got from the school as an example, and I'm super thankful. Like, I've been really encouraged by our schools here and how they've approached this. And uh, so, what I'm about to say is like, by no means a negative thing. Um, so I don't want it to come across that way. Like our schools have been awesome. And our teachers like paraded through the neighborhood the other day and all their cars. And it was, I know a lot of schools are doing that, but man, our schools have cared well for our kids in this. And also when we got material uh, from the kindergarten class, like it was so much stuff. Like it was this giant grid of things and at first it was like a little overwhelming uh, and so I use that as an example just to reiterate and say and, and emphasize the importance of simplicity and small tasks like hey this week try to accomplish this in your household like let's start with that or even a small thing a few days a week like over the course of this week parents, here's three things that you can do with your teachers. rather than trying to go from zero to 60 and have this full on thing where that comes with a cardboard guitar that you can fold out and like dad's all of a sudden leading home worship. Like that's, let's not go all the way to the nth degree with it at this point. Although the mailable cardboard guitar would be pretty cool. I was going to say, if you could figure out the cardboard guitar, that yeah. would be excellent. That actually played worship. It would be awesome. You, you could. throw it to a kid, have mom start leading, whatever. Yeah. You could have your parents all buy 3D printers and print some ministry <laughs> tools that right. they can then use for discipleship. I think that would be a win. Yeah. And I would, I would say too, just in terms of ideas and getting you guys to start thinking uh, about the kind of resources that you could offer is to ask, how can fun play a role in this moment too? And I think that's a really important factor cons to consider because uh, I think families are going to be looking for fun things um, because whether kids like school or not, I think the majority of them really think that there are some fun things that happen at school. 
the activities, the extracurricular stuff that they're involved in bring a layer of fun. Your student ministries, when they show up and they're there with people and there's critical mass, regardless of the number of your student ministry, there's a mass of people. And so there's excitement there. Right now, I think homes are going to be starving for some excitement and for some fun things that families can do together. So if you can organize some kind of game or use a common game that everybody's familiar with, but just include that in whatever resource you're giving to those families. I think that's going to be a really big deal because it allows the parents, if they're not familiar and and not comfortable with having spiritual conversations, which I would, I would venture to say many are probably not comfortable just jumping right into that. It does put the parents in a little bit different, different of a relational environment and having fun together that then could easily lend itself to other conversation because there's an openness that's been created by doing family karaoke night or playing Candyland or something along those lines. You know, the family karaoke night and Candyland and all that stuff, it makes me think there are kids are a little bit younger. So our life is not as on the go as parents of teenagers where everybody's used to having this one's got to be here and this one's got to be there. And this one's got this at six and this one's got this at seven thirty. and how everybody back home from all the activities. I could imagine that there's probably a lot of parents that aren't even really used to uh, at in this time of year interacting with their family this much. So I wonder if it'd be helpful even to put together guides like just how to love your teenager well right now. You know, you're you're cooped up in the house and it, I mean it's different even than just summer vacation because even you know when kids are out of school I mean they can still be out and hanging out with their friends and if you're really doing the social distancing thing, then you really are together a whole lot because you're trying to stay safe at home and you're, you're not out with everyone. So the amount of time spent, the amount of conversation had can be a really good thing unless you're not in some healthy rhythms. And then it can cause a ton of frustration maybe and just the little annoyances. And I mean, I guess I think about like a newly married couple, you know, you hung out a lot, but all of a sudden, oh my goodness, now we're living together. And there's all these little things that are driving me crazy that I could imagine there's probably a lot of families experiencing all these little things driving me crazy. So even just a guide, like how to pray for your teenager in, in this season and how to love them well, how to display patience, how to just some little tips on, really kind of priming the family environment to be able to disciple your kid. You know, if you're not in a good relational rhythm with your students, they're not going to care what you have to say about Jesus when you try to go through the table talk questions. Um, so I could see some, even just an easy tool like that, which would mean you probably need to get on a zoom call with, if you don't, if you're not a parent of teenagers, get on a zoom call with some parents of teenagers that you trust and let them really speak into something like that. What does this feel like? What are the dynamics you're seeing? Um, but just another simple thing. If you're for parents that are struggling in those ways. I wonder, you know, the, the classic thing with uh, student ministry and parent ministry conversations is 
I can't get anybody to come to a meeting. And so like the general thought is it's really hard to do these things because they won't come to a meeting and I can't like, how do you get them to come back to a meeting? And as we've talked about this, I've, I've just sat here and wondered, I wonder if this is a moment where you could actually get people to come to a, a meeting online where maybe this begins a new rhythm of communication between you and the parents of the ministry where you offer things in a little bit different platform than what we typically think of well if i'm going to do this i've got to get a bunch of people up at the church and i've got to have some pulled pork and some sweet tea or whatever else uh some crab cakes if you're in a different part of the country whatever it is sort of fish tacos whatever it is for you uh, but I think that's generally generally the way that it's been thought about. And maybe this provides the moment of innovation to create some different rhythms in that communication and more of an ongoing conversation that we have with parents in the ministry versus getting them to attend one thing. So there's the live hosted meeting um, that you might be able to get people to come to be with right now because of the need. Like if you say, hey, parents come to this meeting, I'm going to tell you how to maximize COVID-19 for relationships with your teenagers. You'll get some to show up to a Zoom call or to watch the YouTube video that you record and email out. Like, I think you'll find a response because of the need. And I think you're right, Ben. And I think there's a lot of value too. You, you mentioned recording the YouTube video. Man, I would encourage you to do as much as you can live. I mean, this is a, I mean, record it and make it available for whoever can't show up. That's just a smart thing to do. But as, as much opportunity as you have to be able to connect right now, you, the parents that log into a meeting like that are logging in because they really want you to resource them in that way. Mm -hmm. And so there's such a great serve opportunity, not only to resource them, but just to connect in a, in a genuine time of need, which is, I mean, that's shepherding your people. You know, that's, that's pastoring your flock. It's a, it's a great opportunity. I think you're right, Ben. I think they'd show up. I agree. I think I know every time something like that's been offered, to me or to the kids or anytime during these last few weeks. I mean, we have jumped on cause we're just thirsty for it. Um, and I think it's also important. Of course, this is assumed and I'm sure y'all would agree, making sure your parents are in a good place too, that they're being encouraged and just in church as well. Like they're having some kind of outlet and some community happening. I think that's really important as well, because if they're not, taking care of themselves really well and pouring in, then they're not going to be able to do that with their kids. Julie, that's so right. And I, I think, man, maybe a part of this uh, equation that student pastors are dealing with right now is, you know, we've talked a lot about like what can student pastors do towards the parents and equip them and resource them. Um, but there might be an element of this too, because of, how important the community piece is, is getting groups of parents together, not necessarily to talk about their kids, but just to make sure that 
these adults are having a space to be with other adults because uh, I know, and this will be varying levels at, depending on your church. I know some church, uh, some churches are mobilizing their adults to be in online small groups and, and others aren't there yet. But if, if you find yourself in a place where there isn't that opportunity taking place, or you know that parents are not in small groups themselves, then organizing discussion groups and just moments for parents to be together right now, I think could be a really successful way to minister to them. That we are in a, I need community place right now. So one, one encouragement that I'm totally stealing from um, my pastor from this Sunday, uh, Pastor Chris, was just talking about the, the church's response, the response of the people of God in the midst of something like this, that for people living today, this is, you know, pandemics have swept through in history, but it's something we read about and you say, oh gosh, that must have been bad, but, but we've never lived through this. And so we are in a moment where there's a lot of rediscovery of how do we deal with this? And how do we respond? And my pastor went back to an old movie, Apollo 13, which I think some of the people listening to this podcast will recognize that movie and, and some <laughs> may not. Um, but in that movie, in Apollo 13, they're, you know, in the midst of the, you know, Houston, we've got a problem. And they're trying to figure out, you know, it's a really high pressure situation. And one of the people in the in the room says, this is going to be our greatest failure. And one of the, the characters there says, excuse me, sir, I believe this will be our finest hour. And it's just this, again, it's this perspective that we have to have as the people of God, that this is not uh, something that's going to stop the church. Nothing ever has, nothing ever will. The gospel is going to continue to move forward and the Lord's going to leverage everything that's that's going on for his glory because it's a part of his plan so we have to as the people of god and as pastors to students and families understand this is a place of opportunity this genuinely can be our finest hour even though you're not meeting with students the way that you always have they're not in your house they're not in your churches ministry looks a little bit different but with the incredible need that our people have right now, we do have a genuine opportunity for this to be our finest hour. And I think if we'll take on that posture and pray that the Lord allows us to see how this can be our finest hour, there's some ministry potential here that we just simply have not had because of the circumstances that we're that we're presented with. And so I would challenge you to see this that way, see it as the opportunity that it is as the, the very unique challenges that we face also present a flip side of ministry opportunity and take full advantage of it because it's not going, prayerfully, this is not going to be a very long season. It, it feels long because of the circumstances we're in. Yeah. But we're all praying that this is only going to be a few months longer, right? And so you have a short amount of time to make a tremendous impact when you really got everybody's ears, everybody's eyes and ears are looking at you. They're looking at the church. They're looking for our response. They're looking for us to resource them. So take advantage. Yeah, I think that's great. 
and a perfect place to wrap this episode of the LifeWay Student Ministry Podcast. We'll see you next time.